0: Welcome to This Week in Photo. Bandwidth for this podcast is brought to you by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot This episode of This Week
1: in Photo is brought to you by FreshBooks, the simple online accounting solution built for small business owners just like you who want to skip the headache at tax time. For a limited time, try FreshBooks free for 60 days. To get started, visit GetFreshBooks.com now and enter This Week in Photo in the How Did You Hear About Us section. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. For a free trial and 10% off, just go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TWIP. This week on TWIP. Dan Ablin and Martin Bailey join me to discuss Getty's introduction of photos.com and Amazon gets a patent on a popular studio photography config. It's Monday, May 12, 2014, and this is Twit. And welcome back to TWIP. I'm your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Joining me this week to discuss the world of photography and more, Mr. Dan Ablin and my good friend Mr. Martin Bailey. Hey guys, how you doing?
2: Hey Frederick. Hey. Doing great. Thank you. <laughs> funny, <Brent> <laughs> <laughs> all right. All
1: right. Dan Dan, let's start with you. I don't I don't think you've been on the show in quite a while. What's yeah, what's man. going on in the world of photography in the Chicagoland
0: area? You know, we've been getting busy doing uh, high school seniors. Uh, I just finished a street photography workshop last weekend with uh, the one and only Valerie Jardine. Oh, my good uh, friend. I'm going to Paris with her in a couple weeks. I heard. I heard. I wasn't invited, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, you're not cool enough. I'm sorry. I guess not. I guess not. (laughs) Uh, So then I've got uh, the Out of Chicago conference I'm speaking at in Chicago, uh, June 28th. Uh, So everybody can check that out. There's still spots open, outofchicago.com. And uh, doing that, plus then our normal uh, 3D animation work and marketing videos and all that good stuff. Just You were
1: always so busy. I mean, it's, it's an inspiration because, like, over the cut past, what, year or so, you've moved from studio yep. to studio. And, you know, you're revamping your business, doing lynda.com courses and more and more and more. Like, right. where do you find time to, like...
0: Like hang with the family and just do that kind of stuff. You gotta make time. like tonight we went for went out for a little sushi all together and uh, came back here to the studio and you know, go home and uh, work a little more, just you know catch up online. They're, they're pretty good about it. so yeah, um, but yeah, but that there's there's our websites, uh, there's um, our 3d garage training, 3d have got some new training yeah. videos coming up. so uh, you gotta stay current. but we're pretty not that busy during during the winter months. Yeah. Now probably April started getting uh, busy with seniors and families and business headshots and uh, some big 3D projects and um, yeah, hey, just got to keep going.
1: Yeah, so, well, busy busy is better than sitting really waiting good. for the phone to, call, phone to ring, right? <laughs> yeah, I've been there yeah, many <laughs> times. So, <laughs> All right, well, hey, welcome back to This Thanks Week in Photo. Me. It's always Thank good you. to have you on. All right, let's move on to Mr. Martin Bailey. Martin, what's going on in Tokyo?
2: Oh, not a lot with uh well Tokyo itself I, I don't know I haven't seen outside for a couple of weeks I've been uh, stuck into the computer and doing trying to catch up on a lot of tasks but um yeah everything's good uh rearing up for a uh got a, a weekend workshop here in my my humble studio this weekend and which I'm looking forward to and uh yeah everything's good What's the weekend workshop? What's that about? You're doing you
1: you've got an ebook out on printing and that sort of thing. Are you uh, you focusing on that?
2: Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, when when we met a couple of years ago over in in San Francisco, we um, that was I was there for the Pixels to Pigment tour that I was doing. I I went around a number of countries, and there's been a lot of requests to do that again, and I haven't had time to set anything up, but I I've been starting to think about doing one right here in my studio because I've got everything around me. Um, And it makes sense, but it's a little bit more expensive than the than the larger group. But it's, um, you know, we, I advertised it. um, We we already had at the time I started talking about it. Two guys had come to me and and with a definite maybe, and um, they they jumped on board. And so we've got four guys coming over at the weekend. We're going to have a a weekend of printing and digital workflow, and uh, and you know, it it should be a lot of fun. So before we jump into the show, because there's
1: a ton of stuff to talk about this week in photo so when you do the pixels to pigment tour what do you specifically what are you diving into because like, I have a printer here I've got an Epson printer I can <laughs> I can do file print and watch something pop out of it <laughs> what 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 specifically are you talking about
2: in this workshop well the, the idea of pixels to pigment is literally we start with the capture of the image and uh, you know, if you want to, you can use the color checker passport from Xrite to actually uh, dial in your camera and make sure that that's all pro- profiled. And then, you know, and I don't do that all the time, but I I do it quite a lot, especially when colors are going to be an issue. And um, and then you 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 have to shoot in such a way that I mean, basically exposing to the right. It's something that a lot of people do, but I do it like all the time. And yeah. what, ha- what happens by shooting to the right is that your images are generally brighter than they would be if you left it up to the camera. Now, um, one of the biggest problems with printing is that people's prints come out of the printer looking really dark. And they, if you do a lot of the stuff that we talk about in this workshop, including print, uh, shooting to the right, and then you darken your monitor down to a, what it, where it should be, then everything just drops out of the printer looking pretty much the same as it does on the screen so it's it's really like a it's an optimized digital workflow that is keyed in not just for color management and but you know we obviously we get into calibrating the screen uh, and the printer and so it's really an optimized digital workflow that gets you from from A to Z without having to pull your hair out get in there
1: yeah or pull your hair out or waste a bunch of paper and ink trying yeah. to get a decent print right?
2: Neither of us can get a good hold on the hair, but um, I've, I've just trimmed mine again. But, um, I
1: know. Mine, mine is, yeah, both of ours yeah. is by, de- by design, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, welcome back to the show, Martin. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. Uh, before we move on to story number one, I want to uh, thank our first sponsor for this episode of This Week in Photo, and that's our friends over at FreshBooks.com. This episode of This Week in Photo is brought to you by FreshBooks, the simple online accounting solution that's built for small business owners just like you. For a limited time, you can try FreshBooks free for 60 days. To get started, just visit getfreshbooks.com and enter This Week in Photo in the How Did You Hear About Us section. And it's tax time. If you're not using FreshBooks, your life is probably a mess right now. You're hunting for receipts, you're digging through invoices, going through every record one by one. It's the worst. FreshBooks is a simple cloud accounting solution that makes tax time a breeze. And with FreshBooks, you can create professional-looking invoices, capture and track expenses, and get real-time business reports with just a few simple clicks. Plus, you can work anywhere with FreshBooks using their mobile apps for your phone and tablet. And I use FreshBooks personally to manage the This Week in Photo universe by, because you know it's kind of a one-man band here, managing all the expenses and the invoicing and the clients and all, advertisers, all that stuff. So FreshBooks is the back end to everything on this weekend photo. It automatically invoices advertisers, it invoices everything, keeps everything in track, and when I need to run reports for tax time, it's a few simple clicks, and boom, I'm done. I don't have time, I wanna be a photographer, I wanna be out shooting, so FreshBooks makes it easy for me to just get everything done. And it's, uh, it's, it's just a great service, it's a godsend for getting things done as a very thin operation in terms of headcount. Um, and, you know, for me, if I, if I had knew, known about FreshBooks when I first started This Week in Photo, a ton of headaches would have just gone away. I mean, we receive invoices from people using FreshBooks. So they, you know, when, when we send things out, they look professional. We get paid online. So there's no hassle of mailing checks or anything crazy like that. So FreshBooks is awesome. And like I said at the beginning, for a limited time, you can try FreshBooks for free for 60 days. Just get started at getfreshbooks.com and enter this week in photo in the how did you hear about us section. And right now, FreshBooks is giving our listeners and viewers an extended 60-day free trial just to make sure you can get through text time in a breeze. They're trying to make everything easy for you. So head over to getfreshbooks.com, enter this weekend in photo in the how did you hear about us section when you sign up? And enjoy. And make sure you know you tell them that this weekend photo sent you. All right, guys. Last week, Getty, you know, the guys behind the stock photos and all that, they introduced a new online service called Photos dot com and basically the site this new site allows consumers to sec- select curated photos that um, essentially they can have turned into art pieces and framed and hang on their walls so instead of you buying a piece of art that you will then take or a piece of photography that you will then take and put on your blog or in the newspaper article or whatever you buy a piece of art that they will print up and frame and ship to you and you can have it printed on canvas aluminum archival paper birch you know framed in birch wood put on acrylic whatever and then you can hang it on your wall. And the prices, it looks like the prices vary depending on the image selected. Um, but say choosing a random image from the wildlife collection brought up a price of 166 bucks for a frame 20 by 20 of say a bulldog on archival paper. We'll put a link to this specific image that we looked up. In this. So, Martin, let's start with you since you, I know you are involved with stock photography with some other agencies. When you see services like this, as a professional photographer, does this make you think like, okay, this is the next wave. They're selling my stuff for me. I don't have to worry about it. My art is going to be hanging on the wall in cool people's houses, or do you cringe as a photographer and say, okay, you know what, I don't want to condone this type of behavior for my particular pixels.
2: What do you think? I, I think there's a bit of both. Uh, uh, there's there's certainly this sort of service is becoming more popular. You know, 500px have, have started yeah. their their prints. Um, I'm working with a, a company. Actually, the last time I was on Twip while you were away, Frederick, um, I I think my pick of the week was Art Storefronts, and th- this is basically a, a website, a new service that is... Um, giving the you, you go in there you build your website and then if you want to you can have the the art storefronts people fulfil the orders for you so it's mm. very similar to what Getty's put putting together here. Mm. Um, but I think that the the thing that you need to be careful of is is just the quality of the prints. And if you you know you really need to if you're going to hook up with a service like this and you you care a hoot about what your images look like on people's walls. Then my my biggest bit of advice would be to buy just a small one. They're only like, I I imagine you can get something for eighty dollars or so for (laughs) a relatively small print, and just spend a few a few dollars and actually get the yourself a print made because they they don't always look as good as you'd hope. And and so you say
1: like, do a test print and and order something small before you order a giant, you know, thirty by forty
2: well not so I mean if you want to order a 30 by 40 if they've got a decent uh, returns policy then you know just go for it but if you what I'm thinking of more is if if you're gonna tie up with a company like this and sell your work you want to at least see what it looks like even if you, you yourself don't intend to buy any sure because um, the quality is not always there and even I'm sure that that getty are hooking up with some with a, a big name and they've and it's all dialed in and everything but that it's difficult to get a decent print on a budget production line and it, yeah. there's a lot of trade-offs that, that happen here and uh, you know I I've seen I've seen these these things and they're, they're good but they're not great and if and it depends so really my advice is based on how discerning a photography you are if you if you're happy to sell it and make a few books and not ha- have it totally dialed in then just go for it. If you yeah. if you really want to make sure that what's hanging on people's walls is a good representative representation of the quality that you represent as a photographer, then do a few tests. Yeah,
1: Dan Ablin, you, you're a studio photographer that yep. you know every day. Uh, I'm imagining day in day out, you're out, you're in the studio or out and about around the Chicagoland area doing, you know, portraits, senior portraits, weddings, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, when when you see something like this, where like for example, Getty is saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna allow you to take a particular piece of imagery and make make artwork and hang it on your wall." How does that make you feel? I mean, is it is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with where it lies.
0: Yeah, and and I kind of agree with Martin too because um, this is where people, you know, the way the trend is now. I mean, we're one of the few full-time studios around because people are oh, just give me my images on disk and I'll go print them online and the quality really isn't there and that's why we try and always get people to the studio and they see the clarity and the quality and the color balance yeah. it's not muddy you know and that's because we're working with a professional lab we're color calibrated we're making sure that everything's edited properly before it goes out you know um, with this that may, or may may or may not be done Um So on that level, yeah, I I agree with Martin. But at the same time, the other side of me is like, well, I could easily in literally 20 minutes set up a storefront for my own pictures. Like here's one from – I actually pulled this. I don't know how well this will show. It's an alley in Italy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then down at the bottom, we're actually going to hang this in our bathroom. (laughs) Can you see the dog? Yeah, the dog is uh, taking care of business right there. It looks like yeah. And this beautiful alley in Italy, you know, and, it would, and we're going to hang it in our bathroom because it's kind of funny because you barely see him, but he's just he's just there at the bottom. And the shot behind me, up here, one of my Chicago shots. Um, I've actually had a lot of people buy uh, that one that was in Rangefinder last year. So. I can't get that kind of following if I set up my own site right away. So something like this, depending on how they pay and royalties and Mm -hmm. percentages and splits, uh, might actually be a really great way to build your name, build your brand. And hey, if you're like the street photography workshop we did last week, all those people that are pretty much hobbyists, they can go out and sell their photos. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in terms of being a studio photographer and using this, I don't think it's going to, you know, change anything. Um, it's more like the uh, Tiny Prints and who um, are some of those others? Those you know, those card companies that every year we get more and more of those cards and less and less studio cards. Yeah, uh, people using online digital, but this could be a really good outlet for some people. Um, but again, I'd have to read the fine print and really see the quality too.
1: No, no, Martin. When when like piggybacking on that, when you look at this and you. I don't know. You you sort of you know, look at this from a mm-hmm. I'm an artist standpoint, right? So does it does it make sense to I don't I, I don't know, I'm searching for the right word, democratize your pixels you know, mm-hmm. and put them out there for anyone to purchase. Or like Dan was kind of alluding to, would it make more sense to like, okay, I'm an artist and you know, I'm gonna put these on my own little microsite? and my, if you want to buy my art, it's $3,000 or something like that, you know? Should uh, you I, should you go on that side and let Getty handle all the commerce and distribution for you, or should you bring it in-house and be an artist?
2: No, I, I totally agree with what Dan's saying in that, you know, the, you've got to find an audience, and unless you've got a, a way to actually build an audience, then no amount of, you know, however beautiful your private little website is, it's not yeah. going to get eyeballs. So you yeah. know, I mean, you've got to be able to drive people to the site. Uh, but if you were, if you were to got into something like this, photos.com from Getty, then you know, then th- they've already got the eyeballs there. Mm-hmm. They obviously it's shared across many more people. Perhaps I'm not sure. They're saying it's curated. I imagine it's going to be uh, handpicked from from the people that already have images on in their collection. Uh, so, you know, you, you might need to, you might be competing against a lot more people, but it's better than having no eyeballs on your site. Uh, right. If you've already got an audience, of course, then, you know, if you're doing something to build an audience and you have people coming visiting your site, it's it's more, it's more much easier. But still, you know, the, there's, the, it's very difficult to get that kind of exposure in a, yeah. in a, A website that you've got your own domain name and everything like that. I think they both work. I think that you've, you know, you if you know that you've got a place, a way of driving people to a site, go for a private one. And it probably, and like you were saying earlier, Frederick, you know, you need to see the small print because I doubt that it's exclusive. But you never know. If it's exclusive, then then you've got to think about it a bit harder. If not, you can do both. There's nothing. Oh, the only thing stopping you from doing both is time.
1: You know, and, and I'll put this last piece of this to both of you. So there there are a bunch of solutions out there. You know, like we, we talked about before, there's 500pix.com or 500px.com and, you know, others, SmugMug, um, et etc., that allow you to essentially do this, right? So you could build your own gallery and mm. put it out there and put your images in there and set your own prices and derive most of the revenue from – that artwork so you know or a lot of it you know save the 500 pixels, or smug mug etc their their cut of it why wouldn't you do something like that where you maintain a modicum of control rather than handing the image and the pixels over to getty and letting them run with it so dan dan
0: what do you think Yeah, well, I think you know, looking at the other sites, which do you know, so many places do this, they're just marketing this as wall art. Nobody's really done it. The other ones are saying we're we're a photo comp, digital photo company. You can buy uh, stock photos. These guys are kind of turning it around, saying, "Hey, we're this selling this wall art Um, for people that are in it and that you know don't want their images out there. That's something they really have to decide if they want to spread that image around. Right. On the other hand, I know plenty of people that are just so thrilled that somebody liked their photo. Uh, and then when you the wall, they just give it away they're thrilled with that so you know you got to remember we're all into photography because we love it it's a passion it's a hobby a lot of us it's become a business um, but I rarely find anybody that's in this just because they have to mm-hmm. um, so mm. there, there's always that end of it and that's probably who it's speaking to to those people that just want to get their images out there and hey if they can make twenty bucks on it great um, first time when we opened our studio not that I wasn't. I was paid for photography before, but once we did the studio six years ago, and I started really making portrait sales and realizing my images are hanging on people's walls and we're getting paid well for that, it's it's kind of enlightening. It's like wow, somebody you know really likes this. So yeah, I think I think it's going to be an individual choice for a lot of people, um, and it's something I might even try. Give it a shot. And the funny thing is, I probably wouldn't put up like one of my most favorite images. <laughs> I'd, I'd put something that might not be. I don't know. I would be too attached to. Because mm-hmm. and bottom line, we talked about this in many twip podcasts in the past. Once it's out there, you know, it's out there. Five hundred picks cool. and anywhere else. So can't really can't really pull it back. Martin Martin, you have
1: anything to add to that, you know, from, from the standpoint of why not just throw it up on five hundred picks or smug mug versus a getty? And um,
2: you know, from from my perspective, they're pretty much the same. I, I don't see any major difference between what Getty's doing and what these other guys are doing. They, they uh, the pricing looks very very similar. Um, so yeah, I mean, as far as that, it, not really. There's the compare. I don't think there's much of a, going to be much of a comparison there.
0: Okay.
1: Awesome. All right, well, you know, twip listeners, I suggest you go check it out. You know, we'll put a link to the the photos.com which or you can just type in photos.com
2: <laughs> into your browser and check it out. Um, but that's yeah, one, you, should, hey, you should, That's one thing I was thinking, you know, cuz yeah. that's that's they must have paid through the nose for that domain name. Oh yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was not photos. cheap. photos.com, no. Nah. I'm
1: going to I'm going to hazard a guess and say seven figures probably around for that domain. I was name. thinking that. At least yeah. six, probably. Seven. Yeah, so they've have got a lot of making up to do just to uh, to break even on just a domain name purchase. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Yeah, so yeah, definitely check it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in there and poke around in there and see what's uh see see what's going on at photos.com. All right, story number two. You know what? I gotta tell you guys. <laughs> I've gotten. I've gotten. I think at least. Five to ten emails from Twip listeners, other co-hosts, and friends, et cetera, about this story. So essentially, it's – let me read this. So Bruce, uh, Bruce Clark, one of our show notes writers, wrote this. So he wrote in, Amazon, the online retail giant, and makers of the Kindle were recently awarded a patent for a common studio photography technique. The United States Postal uh, or Trademark, not Postal, but the Trademark Office granted Amazon Technologies or Amazon a subsidiary of Amazon. So Amazon Technologies, which is a company of Amazon, they granted them the patent on the common studio photography method of photographing subjects on, wait for it, a seamless white background (laughs) using a cyclorama. Now, the actual patent is pretty detailed, and it contains specific details regarding exact placement of lights, subjects, etc., but Amazon claims that this patent is novel in that prior art solutions required for retouching, post-processing, and green screen techniques to achieve a specific seamless white background are necessary regarding the sort of numbers and placement that they have in this this, pla- pa- this patent. So putting it to you guys, the uh, the panel on This Week in Photo, just breaking it down to the salt here. So Amazon basically says, we're patenting <laughs> taking photos of things on a white background. Dan, you're first, because I know you probably frequently take photos of people or things on a white background. <laughs> so, well, you know what? I, Are you infringement? Or is Jeff Bezos going to come after you for for doing your job now?
0: First of all, I never use white background. Um, I, I personally can't stand it. I think it looks like <laughs> it's dated and it's from Sears and J.C. Penney from of those years ago. So, no offense to the photographers that love the high key. I never liked it. Um, that it. being said, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I mean, are they really going to go after people that are doing this? I mean, there's some provisions in there, like um, one here is calling out a specific lighting placement and even the placement of a 21-inch raised platform nine feet from the backdrop for the subject to stand on. Right. Um, You know, some very specific things in there. But why they would do something like this is just beyond me. Um, I don't get it. like, I mean, open up every photography book, and it's pretty much the same lighting, uh, the same setup. And if you look at the little diagram, if you see that in the patent... Yeah. There's a light behind the subject, lighting the white background. The light in front, I, it's just, I, I wonder if it's, it's a photography joke. Photography 101, Studio Photography yeah. 101. Like, yeah, and light placement's not really very good either, by the way. But um, it's, I, <laughs> it's, I have no idea why they would do this. It's been used for 100 years, this technique.
1: I don't get it. I don't get it. I saw this, I thought it was a joke at first, and then... You you know it's real. It's in the United States Patent and Trademark Office. So Martin, when when you see this, I mean, like what? Like you know, obviously this is you know ludicrous. You know, but Mm -hmm. when when you look at this from the standpoint of, okay, what are they trying to do? Like, is this a publicity stunt from Amazon? Is it? Are they? Is this a harbinger of something bigger coming down from Amazon? (laughs) Like what? Mm I'm I'm like racking my brain thinking why would a multi-billion dollar company like Amazon.com try to patent something as simple as a seamless, you know, high-key photography technique? And if they're doing this, is HDR next? Is multiple exposure next? Is, you know, what's next? You know, blurred backgrounds? Is this next? (laughs) I
2: I mean, I think that the – giving them – against my better judgment, giving them the benefit of the doubt, um, I think that it's probably more about the, the placement of the lights and all of that, but it is ridiculous. It. But who know, cares? It, I mean, like, hey, who, who cares? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. what... You know, I would think Amazon.com, their primary
1: motivation is profit, right? They're a for-profit, mm. publicly-held company. So yeah. th- when I, I'm just looking at this, I'm like, okay, I'm a stock... If I'm, a, I'm not a stockholder, but if I were a stockholder, looking at this... W- where did this increase my
2: shareholder value <laughs> well, you know I, I I can't see them ever really trying to to fight a, a case again you know someone's doing a very something very similar millions of people every day doing something very similar I can't see them ever actually trying to fight a case for this so yeah I mean what's what's their motive it's it's nothing special its if they tried to fight it the photography world would be up in arms yeah you know, maybe they don't care about that they've got enough consumers keeping the the money rolling in that maybe they don't care about that but you know I mean photographers use Amazon a lot too I, I use use them all the time here in Japan right. so
1: right yeah I don't, I don't get it I'm still wrecking I'm waiting on the next shoe to drop I'm like okay this will make <laughs> <laughs> this will make sense after this other thing happens okay it'll mm-hmm. all come into That's the only thing I could think of Right. There's something else, right, Dan? I mean, like what what's what's next? Why would you do this? Other I'm
0: than maybe some um, device coming out.
1: Some I'm thinking you know what I was thinking? I was thinking, okay, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of controversy. You know, they won the whole one click thing. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe Amazon is like, you know, they've got a room full of lawyers that are like, you know what, we're bored. Yes. We don't have anything. <laughs> We don't have anything to do. Let's patent. Let's start patenting stuff that we, you know, clearly have maybe no business
0: maybe, maybe somebody's sister started a little photography business, and she's mad at her neighbor uh, who's copying her. And so her <laughs> her relatives that are higher up at Amazon said, you know what, we'll take care of them. Yeah. And patented the neighbor's technique, and now she can go to the neighbor and say, cease and desist.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, but a higher level, Dan. Let, let's keep it on you. So... Uh, you know, uh, looking at this from a different perspective, pho- photography techniques like this, you know, photographing high-key images, you know, portraits, products, etc., on, on a white background, which is the definition of high-key, or low-key, or, you know, any photographic technique, is that pactable? You know, is is the idea oh, yeah, of... <laughs> I mean, uh, no, well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, just common sense-wise, clearly the the United States Patent and Trademark Office doesn't subscribe to
0: the common sense ethos. But you know well, technically, you know what? You know what it very well could be because um, I had a little discussion on Facebook the other day where I was saying how much I hate hair lights because yeah. all it does is put this white, bright light on top of the head and yep. uh, the typical three-point lighting, you know, I don't do that and I haven't done it for years. Um, so the lighting technique I use is very similar to what uh, Port DC uses. Um, Vicki Toffer uses it, and it's kind of a little more fall-off type of light. You know, here's your subject, and your light's in front, see there, Okay, and the light just kind of falls off and wraps around, yeah. and then one's in back. So you're literally lighting, you know, perpendicular to everything. Right. And, hey, why don't we go patent that?
1: And yeah, that's what I was going to say. Can you, can you patent that? You know, I mean, based on what I mean, it's prior art, right? So Amazon is establishing a precedent with being able to patent high key lighting. Can you guys then take that technique and patent it and lock every other photographer on the planet out of being able to do that kind of photography? Well, how much does it cost to do? How much how much does a patent cost? Let me find out. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah.
0: But yeah, uh, even if
1: it even if it's two bucks over twenty million photographers, it's kind of a big deal.
2: Yeah. Well, good luck enforcing it. That's the only exactly. thing. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's enforcing something like that. You even if the the patent office t- you know accepts those and and actually registers them, it's just ridiculous. It's it's almost like patenting walking or something like that. You know that. Right. We, we can do it. One...
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. It's it's ridiculous. You know. I, you know. I, I like I said at the beginning. I saw this and I thought it was a joke. You know. So. Yeah. I'm wondering what happened. Like, is this just a breakdown of our, you know, trademark system? Was was there an intern over there that clicked the wrong
0: checkbox? Or is it truly somebody that doesn't know any difference that this really hasn't been around, you know, that thinks they haven't been around and they think this is something brand new and like, ooh, we should do it. I mean, do they, maybe they just don't know any better and they do think it's something unique. Which is scary. the case. That's horrible. I mean, that if you, you,
1: that may be the case, and that sounds plausible, but if that's the case, it's really, really scary, right? Because mm-hmm. I that person will probably not understand the concept of HDR, and I could go in and patent HDR <laughs> you know, Boca. after I'm gonna, that.
0: I'm copyright polka.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah all that stuff. So, yeah, no the longer I, shoot at f1.8. It's re- yeah. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I think I will just patent the numbers 1.8. <laughs> <So laughs> only I can use the numbers 1.8, you know. And not kind of
0: pay you. Yeah. For every lens that they have to use it.
1: So scary. So scary. All right, guys. Uh, let's move on. I want to jump into the listener Q&A now. This is the segment of the show where we answer a question that has been at the top of uh, one of our listeners' minds. And this, week, this week's question comes from Paul via our Google Plus community page. He says, As my photography grows, I find myself regularly regularly reflecting and reviewing my work. Images that were great a few years ago are now a bit ho hum in my eyes. One of the key themes that comes up during this process is the perennial question, what makes a good photo? Often, at least for me, there are two competing elements. The aesthetics of the image versus the story the image is trying to convey. Obviously, a beautiful storytelling uh, image is both and rare. I am for this. uh, He's aware that the story image isn't always aesthetically pleasing and the beautiful image seems to sometimes lack Cognitive depth. What are your thoughts or experiences on beauty or story? When can't you get both, Martin? Till so you've been around the world shooting, you know, snow monkeys, uh, icebergs, all that kind of stuff. What do you think of this story or this this question from Paul? You know, mm-hmm. beauty versus the story. Is it possible to combine both in a single image when you're out and about trying to capture art?
2: Well, I think that the, you know, I'm not quite sure that I agree that that something that is story, you know, predominantly story, can, can't be beautiful. Well, I don't think he's saying it can't be, but I think that, you know, as, as the old adage, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder and all of that, um, I think that there is a um, there's a certain amount of, we've got to have a, a bit of an earthquake here in Tokyo, um, Are you really? Um, wow! A, a live uh, earthquake in a hangout, great. Only a, only a little bit. It's it's probably far away. Um, so we yeah uh, yeah. So oh, I'm just getting sidetracked myself there. So yeah. I'm thinking that you know the um, the the beauty of an image, even if it's something, it's it's predominantly story. It's not necessarily a typically beautiful image. Quite often, it's got be- a lot of beauty in there, anyway. And I think that the the way that you need to do, the way you need to build the beauty in, is just to be. Even if it's you're still thinking of story, just make sure that you've still got your eye on the composition. Make sure that you're doing things that you know. And I'm not necessarily saying rule of thirds and stuff like that, although that that's a good base to start with. Mm-hmm. But you know, just um, make sure that you still place in the elements of the story in the in a, a pleasing part of the frame and you I mean it's like Dan's photo with the with the dog taking a crap I mean that that is that is I love that photo you know, you, you pan Thank down you. and 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 he's placed it right in the bottom corner he's right. zoomed out a little bit to right. get all of the alley in there and there's a dog taking a dump in the bottom <laughs> and that's like that, that's brilliant it, 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 it adds so much to the image and so you know even if it's story and something that's not necessarily you know it's a bodily function that we don't all associate with beauty but i think the image is really beautiful so um you know i think that it's it's more about making sure that you don't you try not to just concentrate on story and then you can make a you can make most stories beautiful even if not in the typical sense
0: right
1: yeah no, no, I agree. You know, it's it's art, and art is always subjective. Dan, what what about you? I mean, you know, looking at this. Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> thank you, Martin. I appreciate that. That was very nice, and um, I, I absolutely agree. And it reminded me of one of the beginning scenes in Dead Poets Society with Robin Williams, and he's talking about in this book, this textbook. He opens it up, and it's the Pritchard scale of uh, how to understand poetry what makes it great. And if he ranks this high on this scale and this far on this scale, it's truly great. And and so he tells them this, and the kids are writing it down, and he goes, excrement, because they're trying to rate it in terms of scale. And as you were reading this about, well, if the aesthetic is this, it just reminded me of that, of trying to put it on some scale, and it's not, you know, a photograph or a movie. You know, it, you read the critics uh, about certain movies, and they're always wrong, right. because it's not just, well, the writing's bad, there's no protagonist. and the bottom line is how it makes you feel. A photograph, a movie, a book, uh, and everything's going to speak to somebody differently than somebody else. Uh, technically, obviously, you want you know a rule of thirds and things like that. Of course, help, but I think people worry too much about those type of things today and out of focus and grain and noise. Because when I was growing up in a, in, in the eighties and all the pictures from the seventies I studied and before that, things are blurred. You know all those rock and roll photos and of Rolling Stones yeah. and everything, they're grainy and they, but there's like you said, there's such a story in there. And you look and you just watch and you see what's going on. And um, I think people worry too much about well, if I line this up in thirds and uh, now the color here and I'll put technical, the light technical shot. perfection, right? Yes, yeah. Stop. Just look. You know, and that's when we were in school. We had to shoot 36 pictures of one thing, of my, yeah. my grumpy mug. You know, um, you know, or he would do two rolls of that mug or that chair. And it forces you just how to look and see things from a different perspective. So, I think just don't. I would t- I would tell Paul, stop thinking about it. Just go shoot. Just look. Look at other people's work, and just when you see it, it just your instincts will kick in, and you'll you'll get that photograph. Yeah, yeah. Don't think That's, about it too much.
1: Yeah. Don't overthink it. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, one one of the things you resonate, you said that resonated with me is like don't necessarily strive for technical perfection
0: all the time right i mean that's that's maybe a landscape now you know of course it depends like you know but but like street photography and uh, and portraits it's it's kind of in between there you know you your instinct and trying to get that timing right but landscapes things like that that's a different story
2: but yeah yeah right i I, I think it, it depends it really depends on what you even within within landscapes it's like we one of the things that we do on my workshops is shake the camera around. We actually move the camera as we're doing it, and a few years ago that would have seemed pretty strange. Now it's becoming much more popular. Um, and David Duchemin just released a, one a new e-book on the subject of yeah. of actually moving the camera around while you're you know or, or creating this stuff intentionally. So I yeah. think that even that technical, I, you know, I, I agree with what Dan's saying. You know, that it's not about the technique yeah you know, a, a technically perfect image um but he, i think it can be across any genre really the, you, you know you can you can make beauty of pretty much anything right and i
0: think once you're learning to see you know worry about that yeah. Yeah. then when you know you've got it yeah and then shake the camera like on the street photography workshop with Valerie last week, there's these kids skateboarding and we're we you know, we're panning the camera and we're getting blurred shots and people are like, Well, my subject's still a little blurred. Like, that's okay. It it mm. sets the motion and the tone. So Yeah. 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 Shake things up. Love yeah. it. All right. I think we 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 hit that question. Guys, before we jump
1: into the picks of the week, I want to thank our last sponsor for this episode of TWIP, and that's our good friends over at squarespace.com. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. For a free trial and 10% off, just go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TWIP. And remember, the new Squarespace metric app for iPhone and iPad allows you to check site stats like page views, unique visitors, and social media follows. And with the blog app, you can make text updates, tap and drag images to change layouts, and monitor comments on the go. You can start a free trial. You don't need a credit card. You can start building your website today. Then when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, just make sure to use the offer code TWIP, that's T-W-I-P, to get a full 10% off and to show your support for this week in photo. And we'd like to thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace is everything you need to create an exceptional website. All right, guys, let's jump into the Picks of the Week segment. Remember, your pick can be anything as long as it is somehow related to photography. Dan Ablin, I'm going to let you go first. What is your pick of the week?
0: Uh, Mirrorless cameras. (laughs) 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 That's a little broad, but okay. (laughs) Um, All right, I don't use this thing, but it actually looks really cool. I'm thinking about getting it. It's called the Look Lock. The Look Lock. Okay. CoolThings.com. And what it does, it goes to your uh, hot shoe, and it's a little like, like, you know, tripod arm, and you can mount your phone right over your lens, so you can yeah. put a picture or a movie. So if you're shooting little kids, they're looking right in the lens. Oh, you can't see here, sorry. Um, they're looking right in the lens. It mounts it right over, and it just, it just a little arm that holds your, holds your phone. Um, mm-hmm. And you can get people's attention. You can also, what I was thinking, if you've got a camera that streams wirelessly or you're tethered, you can actually have a live view of what they're seeing. Nice. Possibly use it as a teleprompter. There's a lot of a lot of possibilities for it. So coolthings.com, the LookLock.
1: All right, cool. That's a that's a perfect pick of the week. How much does that cost? Uh, Hundred bucks.
2: <laughs> uh, well, almost Seventy-nine.
1: For Seventy-nine dollars. Okay, that's better. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> You can be significantly under a hundred
0: bucks for it to be right. perfect. Yeah, right. and, and I'm sure of course you can turn it and mount it the other way so that if you're shooting low and again you you know you get your camera kind of tethered to it, you can use it as an extended viewfinder. Awesome. awesome.
1: So cool.
0: All right. Well thank you for that pick of the week. Welcome.
1: All right. Martin Bailey coming to us live from Tokyo.
2: What is your pick <laughs> okay. of the week? <laughs> um, you know what, I it's a uh, little bit restricted to a, sm- a small section of the audience, but you know, I doubt it's that small. But if if you uh, if you develop your website with WordPress, and you know, I mean, I'm I'm totally in on the square Squarespace thing, so I don't want to rain on anyone's fireworks here. Um, and I think that it, it's a great solution for the majority of people. But if you're one of the people that actually still develops your website with WordSpace, which is how I do my main w- website at uh, WordPress then yesterday I mean I was a, a plugin that I wanted to make my pick of the week save my life mm-hmm. um, not quite, not literally but it was uh, I I'd changed themes and this I mean this is really one of the reasons why Squarespace is so great because you don't have to worry about this stuff but i right. changed themes and it there was a conflict with one of my plugins it was the fancy box plugin The my theme also used it and the way it's been um, implemented is basically breaks the website it breaks not only uh fancy box but it breaks the website itself uh, when i had both working so i went away and tried to find a an alternative and i found a great uh, lightbox style plugin called responsive lightbox mm. and and I, i'll i'll put a, I provided a, a um a link but responsive lightbox basically it, it incorporates a whole number of lightbox options and you know different customizations for each and it, it's just really good it's it's obviously it's free so it's not one of those things that like normally when I'm, I'm mentioning things that are gonna cost people a couple of grand it's, uh, right. it's, it's free so if you, if you are working with Word, WordPress and you, you you know you want your images to pop up in the page and look nice on the screen then check out Responsive Lightbox. It's pretty cool. It's got a lot of great options. Excellent. And how much? You said that's free. It's free. It's. Uh, I'm, I've only been using it for a day, um, but, but literally it saved my life yesterday afternoon, um, yesterday evening. But um, I, they might have a pro version. I'm not sure. But so far, looking in the plugin, they just say that I can't even see a way to give them a donation. They they're saying if you like it, give us a good review. Uh, so I'm going to be off doing that this afternoon. But uh, I don't even think that they're taking um, donations at the moment. Um, but uh, you know, if they are, I'll will throw them a few dollars, uh, probably a, a few scores of dollars, because they've they've really saved me a lot of time this week.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Cool, awesome. Thank you, Martin. That was a, another perfect pick of the week. Thank you. All right. So my pick of the week is a uh, continuing on Martin's WordPress theme um, is a theme or a theme company that makes awesome WordPress themes for um, photographers, you know, magazine sites, etc. And it's a company called ElegantThemes.com. You guys may have heard of it.
0: Elegant I've been for about four or four or five years at least.
1: Yeah, they're awesome. So ElegantThemes.com, they they make the themes that power, geez, FrederickVan.com, MediaBytes.com, ThisWeekInPhoto.com are all powered from um, software that came from ElegantThemes.com. So definitely check them out. You know, I've been, like, like you, Dan, I've been using them for several years now and have been,
0: yeah.
1: like, surprised every release that they do that they, they continue to push the envelope forward in terms of quality and features and all sorts of things in, in your WordPress theme. So if you're using WordPress as your your CMS or content management system of choice, definitely just go take a browse through some of the things that they have going on on that site it's pretty pretty interesting over there so uh, you know the the you know we've been talking a lot about wordpress and you know the responsive lightbox and elegant themes but you know that's not to say that one you know we are sponsored by squarespace so a lot of people say yeah you're talking about all these wordpress things what about squarespace so squarespace is an awesome Sort of self contained platform for people that just, you know, like we said in the intro, you want to dive in and you want the path of least resistance, you want an awesome website without getting into the nuts and bolts of building your website you don't care about CSS you don't care about all these other sort of acronyms you just want an awesome website you want commerce you want you know you want it to be responsive all that stuff Squarespace does that out of the box for you Um, if you're more of a geek you you like twiddling around with the levers and knobs and all that stuff, you know, or you want to go in and install plugins to do specific niche type things, then WordPress is probably, you know, an option for you. So, in either case, both options are out there and you can can look at both of them and make your choice. So, Anyway, guys, that brings us up to the end of another fantastic episode of This Week in Photo. I want to thank our sponsors for this episode. That's our friends over at FreshBooks and Squarespace. Dan Ablin, where can people go to keep up with you online? Uh,
0: they can go, well, you just get me on Twitter. I want to, I want to increase my, my Twitter count. so everybody has to start following me at danablin.com. Uh, but then for all the other sites, about.me, about <laughs> about.me, slash, danablin. And okay. uh, it'll link to all the other ones, which are two Squarespace sites and one WordPress site. <laughs> Excellent. Look at
1: you, splitting the difference there. I love it. <laughs> awesome. All right, and Martin Bailey, what about you? Where can people go to keep up with you?
2: Uh, everything's at martinbaileyphotography.com. I, uh, like I say, I've just switched themes, so I'm tweaking it a little bit at the moment. But uh, it's actually got a little bit simpler. Everything's in the menu now uh, rather than having it all right there on the front page. But it's all still there at martinbaileyphotography.com Excellent.
1: Keeping it all in one place. Very nice. All right, guys. And listeners, if you want to keep up with This Week in Photo, you can check us out, of course, at thisweekinphoto.com. Or if you want to touch base with me personally, Frederick Van Johnson, you can find me at frederickvan.com. And with that, it is time to take that lens cap off.